0: need nothing appreciate everything have it all welcome to the podcast that helps you architect your most self-authorized productive and fulfilled life join action philosopher jesse elder on a journey to greater joy freedom and wealth of every kind as he shares insights gained from the leading edge of liberated living the hardest part is accepting just how easy success can be and now jesse Hey, it's Jesse and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, you're in for a ride. Uh, this particular episode deals with production, getting stuff done, being uh, not just creative, but actually building things in your life. And this might mean your professional life and making money and helping people. And it might mean Creating in your personal life that you are architecting an amazing family. It might mean that you are cultivating a beautiful relationship. But all of these areas of our lives involve production, not just meditation, not just feeling good, not just learning a whole bunch of things that you ever uh, never actually apply. So today is part of the Wisdom Economy series. Um, if you if you are familiar with the podcast and you've listened to the other episodes around. Uh, authentic self-care, or these uh, direct leading-edge experiences that we have to have in order to grow, or the zero point—you know, this this space of silence and stillness and solitude—these are the other three components of the wisdom economy. But today is about production. And man, if, if there's anything that's glorified in our society more than being productive, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, you, all you have to do is a casual stroll through the social media landscape and you will see so many videos and so much content out there about how to be more productive, how to get s- Stuff done, uh, you know, how to hustle, how to, how to 10 X your results. And that's awesome. I mean, it it definitely appeals to all of us because I mean, who doesn't like being productive, but a couple of things that I've observed. Number one, if we're rushing out to just go work and we're not cultivating these other areas of our life, then how effective is the work really going to be? You know, as the old saying goes, if you've got four hours to chop down a tree, then you probably should spend three hours sharpening your axe, metaphorically. And so in other episodes, we've talked about how to sharpen your axe, so to speak, how to deepen your own capacity and how to become a better, more, more powerful version of who you are. So that when you are producing, it's the best work that you're capable of. But today's episode is about the production zone. And in my own experience, you know, I, I've certainly had t- t- probably months on end where I felt stagnant. You know, when I was running the martial arts schools, I just felt myself going through the motions, showing up and I was teaching the class and, you know, I appreciated it. I, I loved seeing the students uh, progress and I loved connecting with the families that were coming in. Um, but it wasn't, it just wasn't that zone where you just feel the progress as it's happening. And I don't know where you're at right now. You might be in an area of massive productivity and if so, I would invite you to listen today for those reflections, you know, things that, that describe what you're already experiencing, but you might also be in an area of, you know, where you're transitioning, you know, you might be moving out of one phase into another, or you might be in between where you're just not really sure exactly what's next. You know, you might be in a job or a business that is okay, but it's not really your heart's desire and if that's the case then today's episode is going to be especially valuable for you so the idea of the production zone for me it really is about cultivating your personal property and i'm not just talking about things and 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 you know physical property but i'm talking about everything that you're capable of cultivating your own inner qualities as well and i found that there are 5 components to cultivating our own personal property. And if all five of these are under construction, if all five of these components are things that we are continually focused on and are growing, then the inevitable result is this life that is visibly expanding where your body is continually getting stronger and you're even more in alignment with your values. Your creativity and your expressions of that creativity are increasingly authentic. The uh, contributions that you're making to others are increasingly valuable and you become even more and more appreciated and eventually even more and more sought out. More and more people start coming to you because you know, word is spread about what a catalyst you are. And if you're in business, uh, or even if you're working within a business and you've got a job pretty soon, you become known as the go-to person because of the value that you're creating and that you're instilling in others. So I found that these five areas of the production zone are are really worth creating. You know, I, I got a message from a friend a couple of weeks ago and he said, Hey, Jesse, um, you know, I I've kind of feel weird sending this message, but I'm in a spot right now where some things have gone sideways. And I know you've been here before, but like I need to come up with some cash pretty quick. And I just would love to get your perspective on this. And so, my friend, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, this was uh, this part of the podcast, very inspired by our dialogue. I sent him back a message and I said, I, I appreciate you messaging. I have been there. And in my own experience, I've created so much chaos in my life. I've had my back against the wall so many times where I literally had to produce my way out of a problem that, candidly, I had behaved myself into. You know, I'd created all these problems in my life so that I had to find a solution. And at first, it felt like it was really happening to me. You know, like, God, why do I have to always hustle? Why do I have to work so hard? I can never get ahead. And what I realized is that, Okay, if I take full responsibility, not only for my solution that I'm going to create or find, but I have to also take responsibility for creating the problem in the first place. So why do I keep creating all these problems? And all of a sudden, the answer was staring back at me from the pages of my journal. The reason I'm creating all these problems that I always have to fix is because I actually love the rush of creative energy that comes from not having a choice. I have to create more income. I have to solve this problem. I have to to deal with this this landlord in my karate school. I have to do these things. Why? Because actually I love being on my own creative leading edge. And and once I made peace with the fact that I am creating these problems so that I can experience the thrill of, of creating a solution, you know, the, the problems stopped stinging as much. And so my answer to this question, you know, how do I create fast results? Cause I really have to, well, the answer is not in going out and taking a whole bunch of action. The very first thing, and this is the first of five components in this production zone. The very first thing that we have to create is alignment. Now, what the heck does that even mean? Well, it means that you can't feel broke and create wealth. You can't feel heartbroken and attract love. It it just doesn't make any sense. Wherever you go, you're just taking yourself with you. So the very first thing that we have to do, either when our back is up against the wall and we don't have any choice and we have to change, or there's an opportunity in front of you that is so amazing. And it's so tantalizing and it's just calling you forward. You just feel it in your heart and in your guts. You feel it in your body. I have to do this, but there's some fear involved. There's some, um, you know, hesitation and doubt, maybe, maybe some worry. So the first thing we have to do is find our own center. We've got to get aligned. And I don't know what practice you might use. Um, I've found dozens that work really well for me. Sometimes it's just, going for a walk, or sometimes it's meditating, or sometimes it's cranking some, you know, music and and, and jumping around and dancing a little bit. Sometimes it's texting a friend and saying, hey, do you want to talk? Uh, Maybe it's sending a, a video to somebody from a place of appreciation. And you can literally borrow from the aspects of your life that are in alignment, that are full, and you feel really good about that one thing. Well, obsess over it for a few seconds and allow yourself to remember that, you know What? My kids do love me and I do love my kids. Or you know, I I had that workout that I did yesterday and I'm still a little sore and I I really like what I did in the gym or you know at the in the box or out on the mat or out on the trail. That felt really good. Whatever it takes to get yourself back in this state of appreciation. This is the first step, the first component in the production zone. And so my uh, advice if I may offer it here, is to never sit down to work, never meet with a client, never craft a marketing message, never go to the office until you're in that space of alignment. (laughs) Now, Some of you might be saying, well, great. I guess I'm never, ever going to go to the office then because I hate going to the office. Well, ultimately, that is a choice and you can get yourself back into a space of alignment. And uh, that's really the first stop. Once you've shifted the way you're feeling and you can get back into reminding yourself of your skills and reminding yourself of, you know, the other times that you might've had your back against the wall, so to speak, then it's the time for the second component. And this is essential for any sort of actual production in the world. I mean, if you want to 10 X your income, this second component is a requirement. And the second component is clarity, clarity. Clarity brings speed. In fact, any time in your life that you are experiencing slowness and stagnation and things aren't moving quite as fast as you want, there's always some lack of clarity. Clarity creates speed and there are different forms of clarity. I mean, you've got to have clarity about your purpose, knowing why you're doing this thing that you're doing. And if you don't have that, that becomes your mission. Find clarity about your purpose. What's the real reason you're doing this? Secondly, is clarity around your path. What is the direction that you're really going? If you accomplish A, well, what does B look like? And then if you accomplish B, what could C look like? And if you accomplish C, what might D look like? And at some point, this is all just sort of an exercise. You won't really know until you get there, but it can be very powerful, uh, very empowering to have a little bit more of a plan. And that really is the last piece. So, purpose, path, and plan. When you have clarity about these components, these these aspects of your life, it's almost like the whole field starts to tilt. And instead of feeling like you're climbing upwards up this mountain with a backpack full of rocks, you actually start to feel that no, you're at the top of the mountain, you're strapped to a badass snowboard, and everything you want is at the bottom of the mountain you've got the hot tub and you've got uh i don't know the hot toddies and maybe the hot people all of the things that you want are at the bottom of the hill and you don't have to force anything you get to enjoy the ride and the through the snow and yes there's trees but it's not like you have to sign a petition and get the trees to move out of the way no just don't ski into a tree and the way that you that you avoid the trees as you're aware of them. You just don't give them your attention. You focus on the path. So this clarity, this component of clarity, is mandatory. And I should pause here. I realize I'm pontificating a bit, and I am uh, sort of evangelizing these these ideas only because I lived for years without them, and I wondered why things were so hard. You know, I wonder why it always felt like the cards were stacked against me. It felt like everybody and their cousin was trying to stop me. And I ultimately realized all those external obstacles were the natural manifestation of my own inner resistance. And as I learned to create alignment, as I learned to develop clarity, everything began to flow. Now, if you're listening to this, you're like, all right, Jesse, we're like 10 minutes in, dude, what's my action? What do I do? Well, if you are one of those addicts who believes struggle is necessary in order to have the prize, um, I invite you to just to save some time and probably stop listening right now uh, and go listen to some other podcasts that, that extols the virtue of struggle in order to succeed. Uh, I am no longer a proponent of this strategy. I have found it to be um, not so useful. I've experienced that by finding alignment, finding clarity, and cultivating the rest of these components, that work itself becomes a reward. And in my experience, I've done the highest and best work of my life. I've seen the greatest impact in others. Revenues have been a reflection of that impact. And it takes all the stress out of success. Your success becomes a natural byproduct of living in this way and far from sitting back on your heels and just, you know, lighting some incense and just being all in alignment. No, this is like the most insane sort of positive energy that you can feel. It's, it's your, your beingness, your fullness of your soul's expression manifested through action. So action isn't how you make things happen. Action is how you enjoy the momentum that you've already created, but it starts inside. So moving on to this third component to have production as a natural part of your life is always going to involve other people. It's always going to involve other relationships. These may be personal. These may be professional if you're going to categorize them like that, but doesn't all of your action at some point involve somebody else? collaborating with someone, connecting with somebody else, you know, making something for that person, whether it's a client or a student or a a member or a customer, or maybe it's creating something for a family member. Maybe it's creating an adventure. You know, maybe it's, it's putting your own creative powers into building some memories for this person. This is every bit as much as, uh, as every bit as important as the making money piece is becoming a creator of memories for those people that we love and, and we really care about. And there's no reason to choose one or the other. In, in a single 24-hour period, you can experience massive production on a professional level, creating the results with others, seeing the income that's coming in as a result of your contributions. And then in that exact same 24-hour period, sharing deeply connected moments with people that you love and who love you. It's not an either or. You you really can have it all. So relationships are the third component of this production zone. And when it comes to producing and and you know maybe you're time blocking, okay, this is the time that I'm going to achieve this thing. Well, what if that thing includes taking 20 minutes and for 20 minutes Messaging whoever comes to your mind and sending a simple message of active appreciation I mean have you ever done this if you never have I Cannot suggest it strongly enough I mean why wait until somebody does something nice for you? Why wait until somebody writes you a check or why wait until that person who's in your life tells you that? You're cool and they love you and they they appreciate you or they appreciate your friendship. Why wait you realize that the whole world is basically waiting for someone else to do something? This is why to be a leader in any field is so simple. Just go first. You're like, yeah, but I don't feel like it. Well, okay, refer to step one, alignment. As you feel your own alignment, as you get yourself back in the zone of feeling good for no good reason just because you can, as you experience clarity around your own purpose, your own path, your own plan, then the expression of your natural enthusiasm, your natural energy becomes the default. So sending a message to somebody saying, Hey, I know we haven't talked in 16 years, but I was doing a little writing this morning and you popped into my mind. And instead of just dismissing it, like I've done in the past, I thought, you know what, I'm going to reach out. So here I am send you a text to say, I will never forget that time that we sipped espresso in Mexico City and we were laughing at the parade that was going by. And you know what? I just appreciate the fact that our paths have crossed. I know you're busy. I don't expect any reply back. I just wanted to send you this message to say that I appreciate you being in my life and I hope you're doing great. Bye. The energy that you feel from sending that message will revolutionize revolutionize your life and it's you know like the old commercial bet you can't do just one you're going to think of somebody else and you're going to send them a message and then you're going to think someone else and you're going to send them a message now i'm not saying that just by sending these messages you're going to get a you know phone call or an email from somebody saying i'd love to work with you and hire you at three times your normal rate but I've legit seen this happen. I've seen it happen in my own life. I've seen it happen for clients and for friends. There's something to be said for getting ourself in that zone of production where we are producing a message, a text, a video, and getting it out into someone else's life. And in fact, I'm I'm ridiculously blessed to have a lot of artists in my life People who are creating beautiful works of art, paintings or songs or, you know, business plans or funnels or, uh, you know, epic dates that I get to hear about later. I mean, there's so many ways that we can create in this world. But I truly believe that it's not art until it is absorbed by someone else. You know, you can have 18 paintings in your garage But until you have a showing, until that painting gets out into the world and and it impacts and influences someone else, is it really art or is it just a bunch of paint on a canvas? It's not a creation until it's shared is my point here. So you can have all these ideas and all this energy and you can write 50,000 words on your laptop, but until someone else reads those words, it's not a creation. It's an exercise and it feels good. But in the same way that you don't create a baby by spending time with yourself and uh, having some quiet private time, if you know what I mean, that's not how conception happens. It requires a partner. And this universe is the same way. It, it requires collaboration. So the creator and the one who is receiving the creation, appreciating the creation, that's the only way that actual creation happens. It's a partnership. So relationships are where creation happens. So in your production zone, I cannot recommend strongly enough that part of your production zone, a huge part of your production zone is focused on deepening those relationships, cultivating those relationships. And that's a whole other topic by itself, but I think you get the idea. So we've got three components of this production zone. So far we have alignment, always step one, Second is clarity around your purpose, your path, and your plan. Third is relationships. So what is the fourth one? What is the fourth thing? Well, we've already alluded to it here. The fourth part of the production zone is experience. Experiences. Creating experiences with others. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this in, in the business world, especially. Uh, I, I don't remember who I heard this from. If I If I think about it, I'll credit them. Um, But basically, there was a uh, beautiful philosophy about goods and services. You know, something starts out as a commodity, like a coffee bean, for example, and that's a commodity. It has a certain value. There's a certain monetary attachment to that out in the marketplace. But then if you take that coffee bean or you take enough of them and, you know, you, you grind it up and now you can sell a can of it, well, guess what? The can of coffee is more valuable than the coffee bean one is a commodity one is a product so as something goes from commodity to product it becomes more valuable hang in there this is going to connect with you in a second but then if you take that coffee and you actually make a cup of coffee and you serve it in a mug in a corner diner well the coffee as a commodity is not as valuable as the can which has been packaged and prepared but that coffee that cup of coffee now it has become a service somebody is receiving it there's an interaction that's involved and guess what you pay more for a mug of coffee on the corner diner or a can of coffee that might have you know 200 of those cups inside of it or a bag of coffee beans which might have a But you can see how it becomes increasingly valuable the more attention has been given to it. But what's the final step in this process? The final step is experience. And this is what Starbucks is famous for now, turning a fairly mundane service, cup of coffee, into billions of dollars by creating an experience. And this has been talked to death for at least 12 years now. And there are so many areas in the world in which people are beginning to understand that what's really valuable are experiences, not just commodities or products or services. It's experiences. And this is why I am so excited for the future of our world as more and more people are becoming dissatisfied with being commoditized themselves. Very few people now are able to pretend that this system that's worked for a long time is actually starting to crack apart and something beautiful is being born in its place. This is because people are unwilling to be commoditized, unwilling to be treated as cogs and machine, unwilling to be seen as replaceable drones. And this does create some dissatisfaction. This is why the most intelligent companies on the planet are beginning to put people first and beginning to treat people as the irreplaceable asset that they are rather than some, you know, piece of machinery that can be discarded. And so for your own evolution and for your own value creation, if you wish to become invaluable in the world, then it's worth developing the skill of experience creation. How do you create experiences with and for other people? Now, you could be reactive about this. You can wait until you get invited to something really cool, or you can create something really cool and invite others. Yeah, but I'm an introvert. Cool story. And <laughs> okay, so what if you're an introvert? Does that mean that you don't have empathy and, and connection with others? Doesn't mean you need to grab a microphone and stand on the street corner yelling. That's not what expressing value means. That's not what creating experiences is, you know, but why not have more conversations, you know, like the one you and I get to have right now. Why not have different choices about what you want to talk about? You know, maybe, maybe it looks like creating a book club or maybe it looks like organizing some hikes in your neighborhood, or maybe it looks like you taking on a little bit more of a leadership role. But you're not doing this so you can just get attention. You're not doing this so that you can you know, get all the glory. If you want to, that's cool, I guess. But turning your attention towards the creation of experiences is where production actually occurs. And there are huge opportunities in the world right now for those that have developed this skill of creating experiences so that you can actually... Work with other people in building some new memories because what that does is it sort of wakes them up. It sort of wakes people up to their own hypnosis that they've been in this orbit, that very tight orbit of, you know, wake up and go to work and then, you know, work a little bit and then distract yourself and then fall asleep and wake up the next day. That's a very tight orbit that basically ignores your heart's song. It basically ignores the call of your soul to do something badass and epic in this world. And if you are one of those who has found in your own life that you enjoy having adventures, you enjoy creating memories, well, it's not very long until other people start wanting that from you. So the creation of experiences, making memories, having more fun is an essential part of the production zone. Now, this might all sound well and good. You're like, okay, neat philosophies, or you might be sitting there thinking, what is this guy thinking? What When is he going to talk about sales and marketing? Well, <laughs> this last component, these five components of the production zone, the final one, I think you'll appreciate. The last one is skill. The creation of skill. Skill, the creation of ability. Look, there's a giant difference between someone who's talented, someone who has these innate gifts inside of them, and someone who's done the work of taking those talents and actually upgrading them into skills. You know, you might, you might be a a lovely writer. You might love writing and you might like the way the feeling of the words just flows out of your mind onto the paper, onto the screen. You might also know someone who is a so-called starving artist where they've done all these beautiful creations, but they're wondering why isn't anybody, you know, buying, why isn't anybody buying my art? How come nobody's hiring me? I've got all these skills. Okay. Well, there's an easy way out of this. The answer to the question, when are people going to buy my stuff? When are people going to buy me? The answer is the second you sell what they want. And if you're putting something out there in the world, and and gosh knows this has happened to me plenty of times, I'll work really hard on something. I I know that this is going to be something people want. You know, my martial arts students, I know they really want this type of class and I would train, I would develop these techniques and I would share this class with all my students and nobody would sign up. And I'm sitting here thinking, do they not see how hard I worked? Do they not see how valuable this is? But that's actually a very self-centered way to approach service. You know, the golden rule says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is terrible advice for anyone that actually wants to succeed in the world. Because you don't know what they want. And if you treat them, giving them what you want isn't that actually a very self-centered way to move through the world? What if we get a little bit more empathetic and what if we actually take the time to find out what's valuable to someone else? Where are they hurting? What problems are they experiencing? And can we be qualified? Can we become qualified to assist or to guide or to serve? There's no faster path to financial success than connecting a person who has a problem with a solution that can ease their pain. And if you don't know what their pain is, if you don't know what their problems are, how can you provide a solution? And if you don't provide a solution to a problem that they are struggling with, then why should they pay you? The production zone culminates in the rapid development of skills. So getting good at solving problems is the natural result of following this sort of thought process and doing it from a place of alignment and clarity, focusing on relationships, creating experiences, and then bringing your skills to bear. What can you do that helps someone's life? What could you learn how to do that would help someone's life? And there are no skills that you can't develop if you just make a decision to, you know, there, there are plenty of people that I've observed, uh, come up through the, let's say the social media ranks, right? There's, there's people that, you know, they just got started making videos. They're not that good at making videos because nobody's good at making videos at first, but they thought, you know, I'm going to get better and better and better. And I've seen people, I've worked with a few of them who just decided that they were going to add value and they were going to do something useful for their fellow humans. And so they kept getting better at making videos. Their message evolved to serve those that they really wanted to serve. And next thing you know, people are coming to them saying, I love your videos. Well, no joke. Why do you think people say that? Because the person making the video is talking about their viewer, not about themselves, And when you do that, when you become so empathetic and you become so connected to where someone else is at and you're talking to them about them, how can they not love you? How can they not follow you? And this is a skill. You know, there, I know there are many of you listening who are uh, similar to me, who are in the helping space. You know, you you are developing your own connection with an audience, or you have your own product or service, your own experience. Maybe you're leading workshops or seminars. Maybe you're working one-on-one with people. And so a, a real important question to ask ourselves is, how do I become even more valuable? And how do I receive even more value? You know, it's it's really such an odd phenomenon that there are people in the exact same industry working with the exact same audience, and one person is struggling to get paid $100 an hour for their sessions, for their expertise. To some people, $100 an hour seems like winning the lottery. And yet there are others who have evolved out of this hourly model and instead are working in a deeper, more co-creative, collaborative way. And that same person in the same industry, same audience is making $50,000 for a couple of months of intimate, focused engagement. Now, what's the difference in skill between someone who's making $50 an hour and someone who's making 50000 for two or three months? What is there really... a a thousand time Delta between their skill levels. Do you think the person who's making 50 an hour and the person who's making 50,000 is that second person a, a, a thousand times greater at what they do or have they simply gotten better at focusing on the problem, finding an elegant solution, improving their skills of communication. And yes, communication is a skill in itself, I mean, the bottom line is there's no limit to what you can produce. And being in the production zone where the ideas and then the energy to execute those ideas, that just becomes a natural on-demand sort of thing. And it's worth building your life in a way that allows the production zone to be a natural extension of who you are you you never again use this phrase i have to go to work see when you're when you're in the production zone you are the work you don't go to work work stops being a place that you behave differently and it becomes a natural expression of your embodied wisdom And I'm not suggesting that you're just going to be doomed to working all the time. What I'm saying is, you won't mind. What I'm saying is, once you've tasted this frequency, once you've experienced the expression of your own deep, innate gifts, and when you see the value that this creates for others, when you see the light go on in someone else's face, when they realize that they don't have to keep struggling. They don't have to keep suffering. They don't have to keep dealing with the problem that they've been dealing with. And they can now see so clearly the solution. They can see so clearly their own power and their own beauty because you've been such a clear reflection and you've been such a powerful, compelling advocate for their fulfilled potential. You never want to back off from that. You don't want to break from that. You might shift who you're doing it with. You might, you know, do it with clients or customers or coworkers a couple of days a week or a couple of hours a day. And then you might shift your scenery and then go for a hike with some friends. And you're the same person there and the same light shining out of you. And you're seeing the same light in those people who are not paying you financially. They are not clients, customers, coworkers, bosses, employees. They're your friends. And then fast forward a couple of hours, the scenery changes again and you're sitting across a dinner table. There's a candle on the table lighting the face of the person who's across from you and you're looking into their eyes and you're feeling the reflection of your own light and the magnification of the love and the energy that they are feeling and you're receiving it and it's this sacred symbiosis and you're the same person. And at the end of the day, you fall asleep, reflecting on what a full life you have and how good it feels to have a life that doesn't require a vacation, that you're living in a permanent state of play. And sometimes that play is savage and focused and gritty. Sometimes that playing of your life involves getting bumped and bruised and bloodied and battered a little bit. And even within all of that, you can't wipe that smile off your face because you feel so connected to your own powers of creation. The production zone is the expression of your best energies. And if you found yourself, like we all have at times, getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready, and yet beating yourself up because you don't have the thing that you want well if there's ever something in your life that you want that you don't have it truly means that you're not ready for it if you're ready for it you'd have it but staying stuck in the backstage of your own life continually rehearsing your lines and practicing and practicing and practicing eventually you got to get that practice out into the world and if there's ever anything that will set you free it's being able to Accept yourself as you take imperfect action. Just go out there and do it. Yes, prepare. Yes, study. Yes, train. But at some point, you got to launch. At some point, you have to get it out there. And if you can just sidestep this illusion of failure, failure is a myth. Failure just means doing something that got a different result that was in your mind before you started. How is there anything wrong with that? And if you accept yourself as a natural, evolving, growing being, then you can never fail again. So go out there and do it. Measure your progress. You know the the the, the substandard video that you might put out on Facebook is far better than the perfect one that you scripted on your laptop that never sees the light of day. It's so easy to be a a real influencer, to be a true voice in the world. It's so easy because most people are stuck in the spectator role. But when you decide to step out on the stage and you decide to start sharing and start expressing more powerfully and more authentically, Caring far less about what people think, while simultaneously caring even more about people. Measure your progress. Celebrate the victories that are happening every day. Failing at something gloriously is a victory. Far more powerful than the secret success that only exists in your own mind. That's not art. That's paint on a canvas. And if you go out there and take so-called imperfect action and you measure your progress, you celebrate your victories, then just repeat that infinitely because it's impossible for anything else to happen except for you to actually succeed. As you're in this zone, this production zone, alignment, clarity, relationships, experiences and skills, this is your private property. You'll notice the acronym is ACRES, and you can expand your acreage, you can expand your territory, your own alignment, your own clarity, your own relationships, developing experiences with and for others, expanding your skills. Your skills have no choice but to expand. If this is how you're living, then you're getting better and better at what you do. Pretty soon, you're the best one in the world at what you do, and then you evolve even beyond that. Instead of being the best one at what you do, you become the only one who does what you do. Your confidence expands. Your creativity expands. Your contributions evolve. And this is how impossible dreams become your new normals. Look, it's not hard. It's so simple. All it requires is a little bit of focus, appreciating and accepting yourself along the way, maybe deepening your own sense of self-love, releasing yourself from any sort of negative judgment. And as you do this for yourself, you will naturally do it for others. And as people feel less judged by you, They will get caught up in this sort of vortex of expansion that you are the creator of and they'll feel their own expansion, their own evolutions. Some people will stay along for the ride. Some will move out in their own direction and some will just continue to expand right alongside you as you create more and more in the world. You have access to everything that you need. It's already inside of you. The question is, Will you allow yourself to make today different than yesterday? In this particular episode, this particular dialogue that we've gotten to share today around the production zone, when you incorporate this philosophy with your own radical authentic self-care, your own seeking of direct leading-edge experiences, your own practice of this zero-point And the production zone being a natural part of your life The only possible outcome Is expansion Expansion becomes the byproduct and you do find yourself with more energy. You find yourself sleeping Better you find yourself naturally feeling better about your body and then your body begins to reflect those feelings You begin to behave in ways that honor yourself and respect and honor others. You become less satisfied with mediocre performance and you become eagerly attracted to performing better and better and better and creating higher and higher value with more and more energy. And as this natural phenomenon unfolds, the money flows like an avalanche into your life. And if you're hearing that going, oh, great, that sounds like a bunch of garbage, cool. I'm gonna challenge you to test it though. Go out for the next week with more enthusiasm than you've ever ever allowed yourself to express. Focus empathetically on what the problems are that other people are having and find solutions if you don't already know them. Find solutions to those problems. Communicate those solutions clearly and elegantly in a a no-fluff, no-BS sort of way, and then watch what happens to your income. And then as that money starts flowing in, you find yourself with an expanded set of choices about how to express your happiness. Does money buy happiness? No, but it does allow you to express your happiness far more powerfully, far more creatively. Money just gives you choices, but those choices start from the inside. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode about the production zone. If you find this useful, if you find yourself applying in your own unique way, some of what you've heard today, I'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to connect at jesseelder.com. And for everybody that's taken the time to leave a rating or a review, I can't tell you how much that means. It is uh, very reaffirming to see what this material uh, means to you, and I have infinite appreciation to you for investing your own time and your energy into this conversation because without you, none of this exists. So have an amazing rest of your day or night, whatever in the world you happen to be. And I look forward to talking to you on the next episode. This is Jesse. Thank you.